0: Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is ran by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised.
1: back to the wheel of crime podcast my name is jen
0: and my name is emily and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast maybe probably maybe
1: (laughs) we are back to our regularly scheduled programming last week i did a solo episode did you uh listen to it yet em (laughs) no
0: i haven't i did see it though and i i remember looking and being like i can't believe jenny talked to herself for like 17 minutes good for her (laughs) 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 no but
1: i've done it for longer than that uh for unpodcast related things so you know what it's just part of my usual routine at this point i was gonna say i was like that seems like the average length of my regular self monologue so that checks out (laughs) (laughs) exactly i actually covered a really interesting story last week i covered the 1911
0: heist of the mona lisa that's really cool see i saw that and i have it saved but i i'm just who i am as a person so i haven't listened yet but i will i can promise you that
1: i see i see but yes that's uh that was that but now we're back with both of us which i prefer because I like having someone else to talk to.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's slightly more entertaining than talking to yourself. But like, meh, I guess it depends <laughs> on the day. Uh-
1: <laughs> I had to cut out a lot of sighing. Like I would say something and I'd be like. <sighs>
0: <laughs> You're like, how disappointing. I can't share my words with Emily. Emily. This one time. (laughs) You know what, though? It's definitely better this way because otherwise we would have gotten, like, me having, like, a full-on panic attack for an entire episode. And it probably would have been a little bit around 17 minutes as well.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we we can bring to you guys... Another new episode this week and I'm really excited to hear your story. It's so much anticipation has been building about this.
0: I know. Well, I already kind of had this idea brewing for a little bit and then when I saw you last, I got this the, the my inspiration kind of like the ideas that were like swirling in my head finally like formated into something useful, so we're we're going to go <laughs> with that. It's going to be good.
1: I'm very excited. But uh is your bird swinging
0: from the chandelier by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> She's ringing her bell. <laughs> seriously okay i was like i could even hear that she is losing her marbles i love that for her though we're happy for her
1: we are i will hopefully cut that out for you guys but um, love that for us yes
0: very lovely but no um well has there been anything that you've been up to this last week that you want to share with the listeners
1: honestly no i've just been working less than normal so Mm -hmm. that's good basically i'm on vacation
0: quote Um, quote unquote jenny vacation which is not like normal people vacation this is jenny vacation where she wakes up at five in the morning and then starts working on like all kinds of like projects that she has going on and then at 7 p.m she's like "Mm, yes what a good productive day of vacation
1: Hey, I'm only working, like, six to nine hours per day, which is, like, a lot less than I normally work. So it is, like, a vacation. And on my lunch breaks, I can, like, go for a walk or something? (laughs) The freedom.
0: You know what? I will give you that much. That does sound really nice, actually. Can't say the same for myself. I'm still on the 12s. But it's fine. It's fine. It's
1: (laughs) fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, we were both grinding on those twelves for long enough. <laughs> I think it's I'm ready for time. a break.
0: I'm sure you are too. Oh my gosh, break mentally for sure. I've been grinding on these twelves since for sure. It really amped up around November, so I'm really hoping for mm-hmm. that for that plateau to happen soon. Otherwise, I'm gonna lose my eyeballs. It's too late; they're already gone. But um, I know.
1: I think the last time I worked less than twelve hours was.
0: June last year. Like regularly or like just like one off?
1: Like regularly because from like for like a few months, like the spring last year, spring from like February to June last year, I was doing around eight or nine hours, which felt great because I had just come off doing 12s and then since June, I've been on
0: between 12 to 18-hour days. Yeah. See, I'm hoping I'm not in for the long haul like you've been, but we'll see what happens. It's been a little hectic. A little hectic lately. But, oh, yeah. Well, just a little hectic. Well, my favorite part is the coasting on fumes and kind of forgetting where I am and what I'm doing all the time. That part's excellent. Um. But, yeah, no. Love <laughs> that for you. <laughs> Love that for me. Uh. Yeah, no, I've been trying to think about what I've been doing the last week, but I feel like when I haven't been working, I've been trying to play... Um. Pokemon Arceus because that game came out and uh I think I talked about about that with you and John last time I saw you guys because John was talking about maybe playing it
1: he's we went and saw his sister and brother-in-law this past weekend and his brother-in-law is very into the game and I think he's fully sold
0: now okay okay because yeah um no not mm, well, maybe a little bit of spoilers for little listeners, but, like, I'll try I'll try to be good. I'll try to be a good noodle. Um, It's just, for me, it reminds me more of um, not, like, a traditional Pokemon game, but more like Pokemon Ranger, and it's also not, like, a true RPG. So, like, my suspicions about it were correct for lots of things, but it's good in its own way. If that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I watched a bit of the gameplay over the weekend with my brother and... Law or John's Mm brother-in-law, I don't know what he is to me, but uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, the the landscape definitely does look a little little sparse, but definitely seems like it's a fun game.
0: Oh yeah, and like. It does, um, for me anyways, it kind of took away certain elements of the game that I really enjoyed. Like um, when you play Pokemon traditionally, you you usually get yourself a team and then you build on that team and you work with that team up until you get to like the end. And then you can like compete and like beat the game basically. Whereas mm-hmm. like with this one, your goal, which is what they announced like in the title of the game. Uh, so this isn't really a spoiler. But basically your goal is to just fill the Pokedex. Like there isn't really like... Um, like, a, like a certain, like, goal that you're supposed to accomplish other than the filling the Pokedex one, which in, like, previous right. games, that was something you could do that was already an element of it. It just, you didn't have to fill it in order to beat the game, whereas, like, with this one, to beat the game, you have to fill it, and I'm not really the kind of person who likes to grind on things like that, so that part's been a little bit annoying for me, but. See, I am.
1: I don't play games very often, but when I do, I have to find every clue every little thing that's available or i'm like no it's not complete
0: Ah! i guess it really depends like i feel like when we were playing animal crossing like i was like no i'm a fish bitch like you know like like i will fish every fish that there is to fish in this game bugs whatever i don't care (laughs) like you know i was like but the fish or like um when i was playing the witcher like i 100 completed the witcher i got everything that a person's able to get in that game i was like nope this is it. And then once I finished, I was like, I'm putting it down. I'm probably never picking it up ever again. But yeah, I don't know. It's been (laughs) tricky though. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I don't know. We really like to play, um, these, games like the ma- the first one it was called until dawn and then there's like been a few since they're like horror games mm-hmm. and for those you it's like a choose your own adventure type game but you find like lots of clues or whatever yeah and i'm like we gotta find all of the clues
0: every <laughs> single one of them i know it depends like i said it depends sometimes i'm really good for it but like i think the issue that i'm having with this one is like um you like say for example you can either catch like the same type of Pokemon, like 10 times, or you can like, you have to like beat it a certain amount of times in order to outfit like the entry or something. And then mm-hmm. also it's like, if you catch this Pokemon you really like, and you're like, yay, I'm going to battle with it and I'm going to evolve it. You like walk out your front door and you see like the evolution of it hanging around. And you're like, well, why wouldn't I just catch that one? Like, wh- why am I, why am I stuck with the pygmy one when I could get like the actual, like full blown, like nice, like rah, scary one, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But do be fair, uh...
0: (laughs) Jen's like, I'm not a gaming person, but I know a little bit.
1: (laughs) That sounds reasonable to me.
0: (laughs) But not to say I don't enjoy it. I have been playing it, like I said, pretty regularly. But I feel like that's really all that's been eating up most of my time outside of, like, you know, just working and then that being my life, basically. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But on that note, um... Let's spin our wheel of questions so that you can see what my topic for you is today. Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. All right, let's do it. Okay, uh, do you enjoy playing The Sims, or have you ever played The Sims? Um, okay, so
1: I... Didn't grow up playing The Sims. I don't know. I wasn't a Gamer Girl when I was growing up. Mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm. didn't really have that much interest. But my partner, John, got me The Sims 3 when we were living in BC together a few years ago. And I got really into it. And then Sims 4 came out a few years later. And I play on the PS... Well, I was playing Sims 3 on the PS3, and I was playing Sims 4 on the PS4, but Sims 4 on the PS4 is just, like, not good. You can't no. even fucking read the text mm. on the screen, and it just... I don't know. I just didn't like the, like, new controls, yeah. so I haven't really played that much of it, but um, I want to like it. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. See... Um, for myself, I I didn't really grow up with The Sims either, but I I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, it seems like the kind of thing that I'd be really into, and it might just be that I haven't really played enough of it to the degree that I want. Um, mm-hmm. but it feels like it just is very time-consuming for, like, what you have to do for, like, just building these little lives and stuff. And I don't know. I have a really- I have played it. I haven't really ever gone too deep into playing it, but I know- that if I put more time into it, I would. Pro- they would probably take up like my- all my time.
1: Yeah, I recently actually, when I um, finished my last show t- two weeks ago, now when you guys are listening to this, mm-hmm. um, I started replaying The Sims Three, and I've been very into it. So that's what a lot of my free time has been
0: taken up by. Okay, so fun. So you- are you the kind of person who like, um, like? puts like people you know in real life into your sims game and then makes them do all these little things or do you like completely make new characters i
1: completely make new characters honestly the aspect of the game that i enjoy the most is building the houses and stuff Mm, yep so i kind of just like pick like a basic ass family and give them the fucking bougiest house i can build
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i love that that's actually really cute See, and that's the fun thing, too, is I feel like everybody plays it for such different reasons. I feel like if I played it, I would want to get, like, those expansions that just make you do, like, crazy shit. And I'd be like, oh, my Sim's getting, like, a BBL or something, you know? Oh, no, there's a ghost in the house. Who's gonna marry it? Like, I know. Yeah, I honestly, it's
1: such a shame that the expansion packs are so fucking expensive. Like, Right? If you, I think I edited it up once. And if you got all of the expansion packs and all of the like items packs, and all that like everything that they have, mm-hmm. it would be
0: fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, probably. But that's the thing; those people charge that much because they know that there's people who would pay that much. And that's that's the thing where I'm like, yeah, I know. But then if I that that's also another reason why I don't want to get too deep into it because I would be one of those people who gets suckered into buying expansions because of who I am as a person.
1: I know. It's really hard, like, especially for The Sims 3, because I kind of got into it right when it was like they were cycling it out of it originally. Mm -hmm. So I only got like one or two expansion packs, and now they're really hard to find, slash, they're more expensive now because. Because they
0: can be. Just because they can be. Because they can be. Stupid. Stupid. All right, let's spin for our next question. If your life path was predetermined, would it change how you acted today? I mean probably yeah in in what ways
1: I mean, if we're like talking about sims, then um, you know, like if my controller person was like, "Oh, you're super athletic and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. my habits would probably be very different than how I am now, which is like I'm not a very athletic person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no. See, for m- for myself, I kind of was like, well, I would probably stress a lot less, because I wouldn't be so worried about, like, whatever was going to happen next if it was already predetermined, like, what the result was going to be, you know? That's fair. If I'm going to die I mean, in a pool with no ladders, then I guess I'm going to die in a pool with no ladders. Sad. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I just like, hope that uh, if I
1: am in The Sims that I don't, my person isn't doing the like 100 baby challenge or something. Oh my god, not yeah, no, I that. see those
0: videos all the time too. And I'm like, oh no, bro. Um, <laughs> or uh, what's another one? I saw somebody had like a basement of like prisoners and all of them were like painting art projects to like make the homeowner money. It was interesting to <laughs> say the least. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Right. It was like a slave shop of artists, and I was like, this is an interesting take. I wonder what happens in your brain. <laughs> I'm
1: afraid for you. Right? I'm afraid for people who live with you, but I understand also. That's everybody. All right. Let's gotta far. get those simoleons, yo. <laughs> yeah, Gotta grab for those
0: simoleons. Simuleons. Simulons? Simleons. I don't know. I think it's simoleons. I don't know. Um, all right, let's move to the next question. What would you do if your life was controlled by a computer? So rather than like the question I just asked you, where it was where your life path is predetermined? How would you feel like if there was just like a computer somewhere that somebody would put like random inputs to, and it would impact like how you make your everyday decisions? Uh, sad. <laughs> Like I, I, you
1: have zero elaboration you're like i'd just be sad <laughs> i i i do enjoy my free will
0: <laughs> I mean, you know what that's a fair take i i, w- I will accept that answer <laughs> because that is a good one
1: <laughs> just saying i, I mean <laughs> it do be something that i like so i would like to continue having my free will yep. thank you <laughs>
0: D- thank you yeah, no, I think I think that checks out. And then, um, I don't know, I feel, I feel like for myself, I don't really know what I would do. I, too, would probably be sad because I would think to myself, I want a sandwich and then a computer would make me take a walk instead or something. But, um, I don't know. It'd be different, though.
1: I'd probably make better choices, but I wouldn't be happy about it.
0: <laughs> but I'm not going to be happy about it. I feel that on a deep personal level. <laughs> I would make better decisions, but I wouldn't be happy about it. I
1: guess I'll take a stupid walk from my stupid mental health.
0: Yeah, right? Like those uh, TikTok videos where it's like, take a stupid walk from my stupid mental health. do 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 Exactly. I, right? I know. I see those, too. And I'm like, no, look. I can't believe they put me in a TikTok. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Let's spin for our last question. <laughs> If you lived in the world of sims, what would be the first thing that, we, that you would do? Like, as a sim. Like, if you were in your sims game, what's the first thing you would do?
1: I would get the the llama and
0: give, make myself a millionaire. Good the one. magic llama. With the, with the magic llama. See, I know zero about the sims, but I've decided that the first thing that I would do is try to do the grilled cheese challenge where you eat, like, a hundred grilled cheeses in a row and then you get a reward for it
1: that's a thing
0: yeah i saw like a whole
1: video about it <laughs> oh that's amazing you'll do that with I've, my sims next. i want to be the
0: queen of grilled cheese that's like that's like the whole point i think i think so i think that checks out actually right so with that what do you think my topic is for you today
1: Uh, I think you're gonna be talking about the simulation
0: conspiracy theory. I am. (laughs) You guessed correctly. (laughs) Knew it. Right? Uh, Well, I mean, I did say, I, I think I, what did I say at the beginning? It's like a conspiracy theory and then time of simulations. So, like, yeah, you got that right. Um, I will read you out the description, though. Okay. Okay. So... The simulation hypothesis is a proposal regarding the nature of existence, which posits that all of existence is an artificial simulation, such as a computer simulation. Some versions rely on the development of a simulated reality, a proposed technology that would be able to convince its inhabitants that the simulation was quote-unquote real. So... The simulation hypothesis bears a close resemblance to various other skeptical scenarios from throughout history of philosophy. The hypothesis was popularized in its current form by a man named Nick Bostrom. The suggestion that such a hypothesis is compatible with all human perceptual existences or experiences is thought to have significant epistemological See, that's just one of those things I can't pronounce. Sorry to say. Um, It is English, but it's just my fault. So, uh, consequences. In the form of physiological skepticism. Versions of the hypothesis have also been featured in science fiction, appearing as a central plot device in many stories and films. The hypothesis, popularized by Bostrom, is very disputed with, for example, theoretical physicist Sabine Hossenfelder, who called it pseudoscience, and cosmologist George F.R. Ellis, who stated that the hypothesis is totally impractical from a technical viewpoint and that protagonists seem to have confused science fiction with science. Late-night pub discussion is not a viable theory. A bigger proposal that builds on this idea is that the Earth could be the end of a long stack of simulations. So basically... Um, Simulation theory is something that's kind of popped out throughout history a few different times within uh, philosophy circles. Um, What we understand uh, simulation theory as today was popularized by Nick Bostrom. um, But for the most part, most people who study any of the sciences uh, say that it's from a technical standpoint likely not possible. And it's just more of like a theory, right? So that's what makes it a conspiracy theory of a sort.
1: That's a super interesting theory. I don't know if I'm like fully on board because I do think we have free will. But I know some people are very into it and they like I think there are people who legitimately are convinced we are in a simulation.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. Well, it's like um I know, so another reason why I picked this one is because I remembered at the start of the pandemic there was a lot of people who were comparing um COVID and all of like everything that happened with it to like a game like a simulation game where I I genuinely cannot remember the name of it. When I tried like to type it into Google for my notes on this, I, it didn't pull up the right thing. But I know that's like an app or like a game that people could play online where basically you simulate a natural disaster. And so in this game, you can pick what kind of natural disaster you want to simulate and what parts of the world you want to impact to what degree. And then you just watch things play out. You basically plug in all this different information and then watch and like, for like inputs And then on the other end, for the outputs, you see how long it would take to, like, basically destroy the world. Mm -hmm. So there was lots of people who took that game and they took COVID. And basically they plugged all this input stuff with COVID right in the beginning. And they were trying to prove that we were in a simulation due to how, like, the simulation that you could use to make natural disasters happen or world disasters happen, um, like, accurately depicted what covid would do to the world with like high impact areas and spread rates and like all that kind of stuff right
1: yeah i think i, I know what game you're referring to i can't remember what it's called either but I, I mean i just feel that that's not a strong enough argument because people are very predictable so and mm-hmm. also we've been through lots of of pandemics before. So you can kind of already see how things will turn out. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm, right. New information necessarily. But I understand. I I get it. I get the the
0: fear that kinda goes with it. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was my thing too. He's like, I do understand how people reach these conclusions, but I don't know. See, it's one of those things where Like, I don't personally think we live in a simulation, but I can see why there's enough people who think that we do. Especially with, like, um, how advanced computer technology is nowadays. If you were to make a simulation on, like, people's behaviors and stuff, you'd probably get something pretty similar Mm -hmm. to what we already experience with just, like, you know, human behavior and whatever else. But only because we, as humans, can study our own behavior enough to be able to predict certain outcomes if certain things are done. You know what I mean? 100%. A hundred percent,
1: yeah, I don't know. it's very interesting theory, and I think I don't know, it is scary because technology has progressed a lot, so I can understand the like the mindset around it, but personally, I think we're probably okay, folks
0: <laughs> right, and so basically for my for my story today, what I did is I just took like the the actual theory to talk about, because what I originally wanted to do is I want to go through different theories that other people had and shared online, but there was just so many, and so many overlapping ones where lots of people believe the same thing, that it didn't really make a lot of sense for me to like, try to make a compilation note about it, especially because a lot of it's just like little bits and pieces from different people. But it sounds like for the most part, what people believe who if they are on board with the simulation theory, is that there is some sort of network or some sort of computer that has presets for people's personalities and what traits they'll inherit and basically has it like on a randomization spectrum, similar to The Sims. So then you have these presets of people who if they have certain personality traits, you can anticipate certain uh, decision-making and certain reactions out of people. So then you have that part of your inputs put in and then you just would have to add an environmental factors and everything and then just like, let it go. So basically, in general, what people believe with this theory is that big network computer has presets on people and their behaviors and their personalities and has a certain program set to just kind of like, run, so to speak. And so as it's running, people will make these decisions based off of what the presets are that are in the programming. And then From that, they would have children or they're going to look for certain partners based off of whatever characteristics they've been given and then pass on those characteristics. And that even though, like, people are making their own decisions, certain decisions are predetermined based off the programming, based on whatever their personalities are. Right? So that's the thing. So then, plus, like I said, other things where it's, like, environmental factors and, like, whatever else. Like, certain things will tie into, like, what will change people's decision-making. But for the most part, it's meant to be like overly very predictable, and like certain things might come up as like random ones, but that would only be because of be because of a randomization feature that would be included to ensure that there isn't like so much repetitiveness that it, it becomes like too like, noticeable, um, too noticeable or too like um predictable, I guess. But and adds variety. basically, the randomization features would be adding variables into different algorithms that people would be creating by having different interactions with different types of people or forming certain relationships with people or living in certain environments that maybe like uh, isn't a part of their presets. basically is how that works? Does that kind of make sense? It does. yeah They're... so yeah.
1: I I love those videos that you see of people on TikTok and stuff where they're like, look, it's a glitch in the simulation. And then it's something fucking weird happening. And you're like, maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're like, that is fucking weird. But then, like, a lot of random things, too, happen sometimes where it's, like, probably something else. But, like, it's still pretty weird. But that's basically what people explain like certain odd events is like there was like an an error in the code and that's why you see certain things that aren't supposed to like happen like, you know, like stuff like that. So that's why like I brought in the Sims in the beginning because a lot of people who believe in simulation theory look to the Sims as being like a good like blueprint for that. I mean, it's true, because in The Sims,
1: you can have, like, there's, like, I know you've played, but there are, like, kind of two modes of, like, the god mode, where you basically, like, are telling your person to do this, 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 and this, and then, you Mm -hmm. know, working towards a specific goal or whatever. Or there is the, like, free-for-all mode, where you just kind of let them do their thing and put them in certain situations. Yeah. So I can kind of see why people would think... Who people who believe in that theory would draw from that game as part of, like, the evidence, almost.
0: Oh, yeah. So, basically, they pull from, like, other simulation games, mostly the Sims, and then just adding, like, a lot of math to it. Because the other theory, (laughs) right, is that... Well, not I don't even really know if this is a theory, but I do remember reading about it a lot. But, like, math being behind everything that we do, right? As a side
1: note, the people on the internet who bring math into conspiracy theories are my favorite because it's always insane like oh yeah right i i'm a big taylor swift fan um i'm not like a super hardcore swifty but like i love her i've liked her for a long time oh yeah but people on like swift talk are insane they're like her new album is coming out on march 15th because she made this post on February 3rd and this plus this equals 13, which is 13 weeks from when she made the post. And I'm like, whoa,
0: you guys have gone <laughs> next level. You're like, level. homie, listen, this is a lot of work. Why are you doing this? <laughs>
1: like, it, um, it just, the, the math, whenever math comes into conspiracy theories, I'm like, okay, you're on some deep level, shit right now <laughs> you're you're in you're
0: in this <laughs> right i know that's also that's honestly probably one of my favorite ones too it's like um it's like i remember seeing one a long time ago because the internet used to be like this well it, it's always been kind of like a lawless land but i feel like back when we were like you know middle high school ish era it was like extra like more lawless than I feel like today because like people would like post like one random thing on the internet and we'd get blown to like epic proportions and I remember seeing this one thing for so long it still pops up on my Facebook sometimes where it's like a conspiracy theory around Michael Jackson's death and it has something to do with numbers and they're like well he was talking about like this particular date something happening before he died but that date comes in after his death and then there was like a whole album thing where like this was also before that album came out uh you know his post-death album that they released it was like 10 years or something after his death this was before that so then they were like there was like an album in the make and it's because of like you take like this number he was wearing like the number three on this like his last stage outfit before he died and i was like this is so much (laughs) this is so much
1: (laughs) you're in deep pal like do you need a
0: flashlight down there yeah well and that's my thing is like i always think from the perspective of like the celebrity also because like there's still people i can't even imagine like say wearing like a really cute outfit one day and like just you don't even realize that like there's like a that your shirt has like hidden numbers in it or something like maybe it's just like a cheetah pattern But then, like, people take a photo of you and then they're like, oh, my God. Like, if you take all the numbers in her shirt and you add them together, you get 99. And then if you divide 99 by three, blah, 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 blah. blah, And that means that this thing's going to happen on this day. I think I'd just... I would be so stressed out. I would be like, now I'm under pressure to do something on that day. (laughs) Like, why would you do this to me? (laughs) Literally. I feel like that for, like,
1: Taylor Swift, I feel like that's where it's at now because they're, like... She's gonna release her next re-recording on this date. And then there's also a secret third album for the Folklore Evermore Trilogy. People Ooh, have these, yeah. like, Woodvale theories that are just, like, next level. Insane. What the hell is a Woodvale theory? So, but she came out with Folklore, and that was a surprise drop, right? And then she came mm. out with Evermore, which was also a surprise drop. So, there was... Three scrunchies that she was selling on her website during this era. Stop. And so people are like, okay, the blue, that's folklore. The green, that's forevermore. And then there was, like, a purple one. And they're like, it has to be a secret third album.
0: And <laughs> like there are so, so many theories about I'm this. so ready for her next album to, co- album to come out. and has nothing to do with the color purple.
1: Like, and, and people are just... There's so many, I just, I don't even know. Like, the Woodville theories have gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) I love that
0: so much. That's so funny. That is so funny. People are bonkers. I don't know how we... That's the thing. It's like, I love it because I love to be the person on the sidelines just, like, watching things and being like, oh, weird. Wouldn't that be funny? But, like, at the same time, some things are just so mad where you're like, where did that... What well, that's not into even this?
1: the only secret album theory that people have about Taylor Swift. There's also a theory that she has- Very a-
0: clearly, I'm not on Taylor Swift TikTok whatsoever. This is all news to me.
1: <laughs> so there's also a theory that she has a secret album named Karma, which was supposed to come out after 1989, but because she like, went into that whole like disappeared thing and then- so people think that she had this album, Karma, that was supposed to come out two years after. But then she scrapped it so that she could release Reputation. And so people are like, there's this like infamous picture from the Man music video that a lot of people reference. Where it, like, it okay. shows the order of how she's going to drop her re records, supposedly. And so far it's been right. It goes, Fearless, Red... And then right after Red, really closely, there's Speak Now. And then on the Mm -hmm. other side, it's, like, 1989. Karma is just in the middle of the thing. And then Mm -hmm. it's, like, uh, debut and then Reputation. So people think that's the order it's going to go. But they're like, Karma, what's that? That's the secret album that was supposed to be after 1989.
0: Oh wow, the secret album that she's just keeping music from us guys. <laughs> so selfish with her secret albums.
1: Literally, there's so many theories. If
0: Miss Girl was able to make bank off secret albums, I, she would have already. She would have already. I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. Watch us all be eating our words and like a year from now we'll be like, oh my god, have you listened to the new Karma album by Tw- by Taylor Swift? It's like a new old one. <laughs> it was like a secret and then somebody found it on her like MacBook from 2012. Nash,
1: if if there is a secret album, she'll drop it and I will be very excited.
0: Um, and you'll be in the front of the line being like, I knew it. I knew, I knew, I knew there it was, was a covered. secret album. <laughs> See, hey, that's like I so,
1: believe the Karma album theory more than I believe
0: Woodvale. <laughs> watch both of them re- be real and then we'll just be double eating our words. Honestly, I wouldn't be mad
1: if they were both real, but I don't think that <laughs> Woodville's real. Let me just put that no. out there for
0: fellow Swifties. <laughs> that's really funny. But no, see, that's the whole thing about these like dates ones. It's like I feel like TikTok is very notorious almost for like date videos and when i say date videos i mean like um people will predict something is gonna happen by like a certain date and then they'll like like justify it and then people just like hop on it and they're like oh yeah by this date this thing's gonna happen it's like um so like i've been like dipping in and out of witch talk every now and again (laughs) i don't know how or what i like in the algorithm to get there i think it's stones i do like pretty rocks Anyways, but, like, I remember dipping into it last year, and then there was, like, this big thing going on where it was, like, oh, yeah, like, September 23rd, something crazy's gonna happen. There's, like, retrograde and, like, planet stuff, and, like, it's a big day, like, something's gonna happen, and, like... I only ever saw it for, like, a week. I don't even know what was supposed to happen. But I remember seeing something else later on where it was like, yeah, September September 23rd came and left. And the only crazy thing that happened is that it was, like, National Cannoli Day. And I was like, National Cannoli Day? Or it was literally (laughs) something like that where it was like, oh, yeah, it was like a special holiday for, like, cannoli or, like, cabbages or something. And I was like... (laughs) So, like, the witches were, were stressed about Cabbage Day? I'm not, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like there's a connection that I totally <laughs> the missed out on. Because I didn't even see anything about for, like, months later. Cabbage. They're it's like, too we much need to know them. about the cannoli. We need to know. Mercury's in retrograde and it's cannoli day. We can't, we can't, we can't let this happen on cannoli day. There's too many things happening at once. <laughs> Basically. So that was that whole thing. And uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about that when you mentioned that. And I was like, this is a thing that happens. I know it is because I've seen this before. It do be
1: like that. Internet theories are crazy. And whenever they pull out the math, I know we're going on a
0: trip. Right. So with that, I'll dive into my story here. Like I said, this is just, like, the subjective part of it. So, for what the actual theory is from, like, the actual people who are, like, do smart things and, like, make theories, uh, this is what we've got. So. Are we living in a computer simulation? The question seems absurd, yet there are plenty of smart people who are convinced that this is not only possible, but perhaps likely In an influential paper that laid out the theory, the Oxford philosopher Nick Bostrom showed that at least one of the three possibilities is true. Number one, all human-like civilizations in the universe go extinct before they develop the technological capacity to create simulated realities. Number two, if any civilizations do reach this phase of technological maturity, none of them will bother to uh, to run simulations. Or number three, Advanced civilizations would have the ability to create many, many simulations, and that means there are far more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones. So, we can't know for sure which of these is the case, Bostrom concludes, but that they're all possible, and the third option might even be the most probable outcome. It is a difficult argument to wrap your head around, but it makes for a certain amount of sense. So, Rizwan Verk. A computer scientist and video game designer published a 2019 book called The Simulation Hypothesis that explored Bo- explores Bostrom's argument in much greater detail and traces the path from today's technology to what he calls the Simulation Point, the moment at which we could realistically build a matrix-like simulation. So, um, this is kind of the words of Rizwan Virk and what, and what he has to say about this. So, He says, the simulation hypothesis is the modern equivalent of an idea that's been around for a while, and it is the idea that the physical world we live in, including the Earth and the rest of the physical universe, is actually part of a computer simulation. You can think of it as like a high-resolution or high-fidelity video game in which we are all characters, and the best way to understand it within Western culture is in the movie The Matrix, which many people have seen, or even if they haven't seen it, it's become a cultural phenomenon now beyond the film industry. In that movie, Keanu Reeves plays the character Neo, who meets a guy named Morpheus, who is aptly named after the Greek god of dreams, and Morpheus gives him the choice of taking the red pill or the blue pill. And if he takes the red pill, he wakes up and realizes that his entire life, including his job, the building he lived in and everything else was all a part of an elaborate video game, and he wakes up in the world outside of the game. That is the basic version of the simulation hypothesis. The truth is that there's much that we simply don't understand about our reality. And I think it's more likely that not more likely than not that we are going in that we are in some kind of simulated universe, blah blah. So now it's a much more sophisticated video game than the games we produce just like today world of warcraft and fortnite are way more sophisticated than pac-man or space invaders they took a couple of decades figuring out how to model physical shapes using 3d models and then how to render them with limited computing power which eventually led to the spate of shared online video games i think that there's a very good chance that we in fact are living in a simulation Though we can't say that with 100 percent confidence But there is plenty of evidence that points in that direction. I'll bring up the very famous physicist John Wheeler. He was one of the last great physicists who worked with Albert Einstein and many of the other great physicists in the 20th century. He said that physics was initially thought to be about the study of physical objects, that everything was reducible to particles, and that's often what we call the Newtonian model. But then we discovered quantum physics and realized that everything was in a field of probabilities and it wasn't actually physical objects. And that was the second wave in Wheeler's career. The third wave in his career was the discovery that on a core level, everything is information, everything is based on bits. So Wheeler came up with a famous phrase called it from bit, which is the idea that anything we see as physical is really the result of bits of information. He didn't live to see quantum computers come into reality, But it's looking more like that. So I would say that if the world really isn't physical, it is based on information, or if it's based on information, then a simpler explanation might in fact be that we are in a simulation that is generated based on computer science and information. Computers do follow rules, but the fact that the rules always apply doesn't rule in or rule out that we could be a part of computer simulation. One of the concepts that ties into this is the concept of computational irreducibility. And it's the idea that in order to figure something out, you can't just calculate it in an equation. You have to be able to actually go through the steps to figure out what the end result would be. And this is the part of the branch of mathematics called chaos theory. There's the old idea that the butterfly flaps its wings in China and it results in a hurricane somewhere else in the world. To figure that out, you have to actually go through and model every step of the way. Just because the rules seem to apply doesn't mean that we're not in a simulation. In fact, it could be more evidence that we are in a simulation. There are lots of debates around this topic. Some of us wouldn't want to know, but would rather take the metaphorical blue pill, like in The Matrix. Probably the most important question related to this is whether uh, or not we are NPCs or non-playable characters or PCs, playable characters, in the video game. If we are PCs, then that means that we are playing a character inside of a video game of life, which I like to call the Great Simulation. I think many of us would like to know this. We would want to know the parameters of the game we're playing just so that we could understand it better and then navigate it. But if we are NPCs or simulated characters, then I think it's a more complicated answer and more frightening. The question is, are all of us NPCs in a simulation? And what is the purpose of that simulation? A knowledge uh, knowledge of the fact that we are in a simulation with the goals of the simulation or a knowledge of of the fact that we're in a simulation and with the goals of the simulation and the goals of our character, I think would be still interesting to many people. And now we're back in the case of the holodeck character from the Star Trek that discovers that there's a world out there outside the holodeck that he can't go to. And perhaps some of us would rather not know in that case. So... I actually went and watched this episode to kind of see what the deal was with that, like, experience. So basically, what uh, he's referencing is that there's an episode in Star Trek where there's this character that isn't real. He lives in this atmosphere called the holodeck. And so people on the ship can go to this area called the holodeck and it's a computer program that changes the walls and the area within that room to match whatever it is that they want to do. So it can be like a bar. It can be any place that they want it to be with any characters with this character, like that is um, artificial as their like guide in the, in the simulated room or the holodeck. It, It stands for holographic deck and they have an episode dedicated to him learning beyond his coding that he is not real and that he can't exist in the world outside of the holodeck and it's this whole episode about what reality is real then if he's not real and he can acknowledge that he's not real and he exists in this world but he can never leave it without ceasing to exist and that his existence is only within the holodeck so that's what this person's referencing. So just to give you a little bit of background on like what he meant by that. So, um, I lay out 10 stages of technology development in a civilization that would go through what I would have to get, or to get to what I call the simulation point, which is the point at which we can create a hyper-realistic simulation like this. We're at about stage five, which is around virtual reality and augmented reality. Stage six is about learning to render these things without us having to put on glasses. And the most that 3D printers now can print is 3D pixels of objects show us that most objects can be broken down to information. But the really difficult part, and this is something not a lot of technologists have talked about, is in the matrix, the reason they thought that they were fully immersed was they had this cord going into their cerebral cortex and that's where the signal was beamed. This brain-computer interface is the area that we haven't yet made that much progress in, but we are making progress in and it's in the early stages. So my guess is that within a few decades to a hundred years from now, we will reach that simulation point. And that is basically the summary of what this book, uh, simulation theory was and kind of some, some follow up commentary from people who work obviously within computer sciences and that sort of thing. Right. I don't know. I have lots of thoughts because I'm... I'm so interested in hearing it. I just wanted to get through the bulk of it so that we could talk about it afterwards. But what do you think of that take?
1: I I think it's interesting, and I have you seen The
0: Matrix? I haven't, but I've. It, that's the thing, though, is I haven't seen it. But without seeing it, I still understand like the concept of what it's supposed to be.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually just watched it for the first time. I guess it was last year, but it was like late last year, uh, like mm-hmm. November ish. Um, and it's interesting to watch it after hearing so much about it because i feel like it has been a big influence on society and in pop culture like people reference it all of the time so like Mm -hmm. actually having seen it it's interesting but like to go to like the meat of that the matrix is really interesting because of the influence that it's had especially with men
0: you know what i mean (laughs) Okay, no, I understand what you're saying but, but no, I remember So I remember when The Matrix came out And how big it was And how many people were interested in it And I I know what you're talking about So at that time period I remember it being a very big deal amongst men Like I found in general Like obviously, you know, not all men But like majority of people that I found Who were interested in trying to talk about it Or were talking about it Or were watching were majorly majority men And I'm not really sure why that is but I know what you're talking about Yeah I don't know It's interesting though Yeah no I, I think that's fair though Especially because like um, I feel like a lot of people Who are in like a woke stage And this has happened a lot With like um the last couple of years Of I feel like just uh, the pandemic even is there's a lot of people who feel like they are more informed than other people and, you know, that they are they're better because they have, like, a certain perspective on things that most people don't think and everybody's a sheep and, like, blah, 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 right? Like, there's lots of people who are like that. Yeah. Now, especially, I've noticed, but.
1: For sure. Also, sorry if you can hear a constant honking outside of my uh, window. There is a freedom convoy happening in uh, Canada right now.
0: Yes, so they've they've been by my place too because I unfortunately live close to the highway, um, but yeah, it's like yeah. constant. It's insane. If it to be fair, I can't hear anything through like uh, my headset at all.
1: Well, in, case, in case our listeners can hear it from my microphone, I apologize.
0: Yes, so sorry for these people who have decided to honk outside my home and create a disturbance. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, what can I you don't do, know. Though?
1: I, I, It's it's interesting, like, I think The Matrix specifically has had such a huge cultural impact on a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of different,
0: Mm -hmm. unfortunately, alt-right groups of people. It does impact certain groups, and I do think that it's, so the interesting part to me is that, um... I've noticed with a lot of like, um, media and pop culture, things will spring up and like certain groups will latch onto it and you never really know what's going to come out of it. It's like, um, so when they like, say for example, when the Matrix came out, I don't really think anybody anticipated for there to be such like, um, like toxically aligned groups that would be attaching themselves to it, but then it happens, right? Or like, um, there's another, uh media series where something like that happened. I can't remember what it is now, but basically something weird like that, where you're like, oh, like, um, like, oh, this movie comes out, and then all of a sudden, like, this group decides that this is gonna be, like, their movie, but, like, you don't really understand how, and then you have to, and they have to, like, explain it to you, and then you're like, oh. Okay. I don't know if that's what they meant when they made the
1: movie, but here we are. It definitely, and and I don't think this is the fault of the filmmakers, because it's it's an iconic film, and... I really enjoyed watching it. Like, I feel like it's a mm-hmm. great movie. It still holds up today. But it definitely lends itself to let those people who are, mo- are more predisposed to believe things like the simulation theory. It, like, gives them something to latch on to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not even just that, even. It's like, uh, I thought about making this a disclaimer. But then I remembered that I always doing a mostly subjective one today rather than, like, reading just a bunch of theories. But like, I guess this is like an unofficial disclaimer. So all of this stuff is just theories too. Like there's a lot of people who are very susceptible to buying into certain things because either there's like a sense of paranoia or anxiety that they they deal with on a regular basis. And this is all just like made up stuff. Like there is no real thing that means that we live in like a fake universe, right?
1: I feel like anxiety is the perfect word to describe it. I think Mm -hmm. it's the anxiety about technology and having someone control you. Because even when you're talking about, like, are we the non-playable characters or are we playable characters? It's that anxiety of, like, how much control does something unknown
0: have over me and how much free will do I have? Yep, which is exactly why with the questions that I asked in the beginning, like um, like about what your opinion would be about if you had a computer that pre-made decisions for you or if you le- learned that you had a predetermined path. Like for lots of people, like say, for example, like with like my take on it, like say, for example, predetermined path, if regardless of whatever decision you make, it'll always end the same way. I think that does in a way relieve some form of stress. But then at the end of the day, it turns into the whole thing like what you just said. Does that make you playable character or non-playable character? If the outcome's always the same, that means that no matter what decisions you make, things will always end up the same way, which we already know isn't true because it would be like if I decide to do something Looney Tunes tomorrow, it would probably change my life path, you know? Like, like we have that control within our hands. It's just more the fear of not having that control, I think. A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: And, like, I don't know. I just. It's just so interesting because, like, I think, like, people are afraid of, you know. The unknown? Like, they. To go back to the Matrix, they, like, taking the Red Bill, they want to know the truth and they want to know where they stand, which is Mm -hmm. essentially what you were talking about, of like. The person who wrote that article being like, "I would like to know, am I a non-playable character or am I playable?" Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. They would take the You're... red pill, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the whole thing is like it does bring about a lot of questions and it does make you think about a couple things. And I would say, for the most part, it's definitely interesting. I, however, don't. Per- I don't honestly believe that we are in a simulation. I feel like there's still a lot of factors that are missing. I do, however, think it's something entertaining to think about at least or at least to talk about and see kind of what other people think because that's the whole thing too is um, I really like those videos of people who do believe in it or have seen things that don't align with like like normal reality to kind of see kind of what people have to say because it's at least interesting. I, w- I will give it that much.
1: It's an interesting theory. And I think for the most part, That's one of the conspiracy theories that people don't take too far, usually.
0: You know? Usually not. And I think for the most part, it is pretty harmless because, regardless of whether we found out it is real or not, it's, I don't think, super impactful on everybody's day to day life. So, dear listeners, there's no stress. No stress. Everything's good. You are in control of your life. Make it count. I don't Make, know what good I'm Make good
1: decisions. Make good decisions. <laughs> Live for a better tomorrow. Do what you like to do.
0: Work hard. Play hard. Eat a hundred grilled set. cheeses in a
1: row and get a trophy.
0: Eat one hundred grilled cheeses and wake up with a trophy. <laughs>
1: Life is good. That's my goal. That's my new goal. I didn't even know that I needed to have that goal. So thank
0: you for informing me, Emily. Oh, of course. Well, you know, I'm just free knowledge and grilled cheese. Um. but yeah i guess that that concludes uh today's episode um if you liked us uh at all. You can <laughs> you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that's a really good that's a really big one for us just for like statistics and like wh- who we show up to and like whatnot. So that'd be greatly appreciated if you could leave us five stars and a good word. Um otherwise we do have a website you can check us out on, which is www.wheelofcrime.com Um and we also have social media that you can check us out on, which is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Wheel of Crime. Um, and then we have a Patreon if you'd like to check us out there and maybe donate to our cause you can get something back for it. That'd be really cool. Uh, and that's at wheel crime. Um, and we also have an email. you can tell us whatever you want to hear. We are open to suggestions, to comments, to queries, to story submittals. If you just want to say hello, that'd be pretty friggin' cool, too. Maybe you have your own theory you'd like to share, or suggestions for what we should cover next in the show. You can email us, wheelofcrime at gmail.com.
1: Yes, uh, that is all for this week. Um,
0: thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah, you. always. Of course. You guys are the bestest. The bestest in the westest, and the eastest, and the northest, <laughs> and the southest. <laughs> exactly what she said um, but that's it <laughs> have a great week and we
1: will be back next Friday for a another new episode
0: you betcha it's gonna be super cool okay bye bye